Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Green Suiters Podcast. This is episode 64. Jason just opened up a beverage of some type, an adult beverage. What are you drinking, Jason? Um, This is actually, I'm going to try one of these tonight. It's one of the, uh, I mean, I haven't been buying beer for the house, but the good old Eric Spensley from Spensley Design Co. came to Hartville. And he brought me a six-pack of Columbus, Ohio's finest IPA, double IPA. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try one while we do this. And I'll probably get hammered drunk because it's like eight and a half percent. Is that the proliferous? Um, because he got one. I think it was called proliferous. He gave me a rack of beer too, and it was awesome. This one is. He probably gave me the cheap one. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Bodie. Bodie. Double Indian, uh, double India pale ale. Yeah, man. He gave me Columbus Brewing Company. Yeah. I forget the brewing company, but it was wicked good. Went down smooth. The double IPA put some hair on the, you know what? Hey. On your back. <laughs> Monster. Your put it on Monster. your knuckles. The Monster. Jason, before we, uh, we dive into more riveting content, how about. <laughs> How about you tell everybody about the giveaway for for December? The month of December. Yeah, this is the first episode for December. So uh, our good friends at Leather by Dragonfly have decided that they wanted to be a part of the giveaway again. We don't have as many weeks this month as we will be taking a little break for the holiday season. Um, We just just took a break from Thanksgiving. We did. Um, you know, cause we're human and we don't want to do this every single day. Sorry, America and whatever other countries listen to us. Um, anyways, Gary, they're going to be giving away another one of the f- world famous Sedgley's. Mm. Uh, Very which I hear that's getting item. renamed to the Bentley. Um, but they're going to give, they're going to give away one of the Sedgley's and guys, guess what? Ben, you're never going to believe this. Mouse pads. Yes. I asked Mousepads by Patrick if they would be willing to add as a bonus this month. Because it's the holiday season. Beautiful custom mouse pads made by only Mousepads by Patrick. Only with his hands. One that's one lucky winner. We're not doing two winners. One winner is going to get a Sedgley and the elusive mouse pads by Patrick, and so, he will even sign it. The most make sure pads, he does. the best two, mouse pads ever. Two gifts, one winner is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Two gifts, one one winner. Cup. <laughs> God, you're disgusting. Sorry. <laughs> what? You're nasty. They could both fit in a holiday coffee cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking about. It's your mind out of the gutter, Ben. I don't even what know you what guys, you're alluding to. What have you guys been up to this week? Oh, you know, just working a festival. No big deal. <laughs> festival bent. Festival training, sir. Festival bent. I like that. It has a good ring. It does. Um, Jason, you well, go first. Let me, let me go first. So, um, Allow me. Yeah. <laughs> allow me. I'm kind of a big deal. Um, well, for one, we went to Hartville Hardware. Hartville Hardware and Lumba. Whatever. 
in Hartville, Ohio. Um, I got to go with Mr. Sedgley and Big D and Chris and Travis, who Travis is the Indiana um, sales rep. We got to go out there and work the show. And that was awesome. I'm sure Sedge will talk more about it. But let me tell you, selling tools is exhilarating. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. He goes, I just got it's, high. I just sold this stuff. I'm, I feel high. <laughs> it's just fun because like, I know people like buy you know, tools that I talk about in videos, right? Because they, they write me messages and they tell me. But when you're standing face-to-face as a representative for the company and it's a tool that you love so much and you're just excited to talk about, when you make that sale and you see that look in someone's eye when you show them something and they're like, it does that? Oh, I want one. Um, I no, sold a OF. No, I sold a, a track saw, a TS55F. Um, like after being there, like uh, maybe an hour, the first person I talked to, this guy comes in and I sold him this track saw. And he was so, it was just, it was awesome, right? Sold a couple of routers, sold a domino. Um, bunch of, a bunch of consumables, um, couple sanders. It was just fun, right? Just getting to to talk to people, and then so, I met a ton of really cool people. So it was like you got to see the light bulb clicks in people's heads when you yeah demonstrated something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was man, it was fun. Okay, it was really really cool. I want you to tell the story because I know he's listening to this episode. He listens to all our episodes. Oh, Tell him about all I'm going to announce him right now. Dirk from Dayton. Yes. So <laughs> we were we got there Thursday, and then we were having breakfast Friday morning before the before the show starts, and in comes uh, Dirk into the breakfast area. And I knew who he was the minute I saw him. And right when I saw him, he had this huge, huge grin on his face. The minute he looked over at us, he has this huge grin on his face. And he was so excited. And he was just full of energy. And he was so happy to be there. And we met his, uh, it was his fiance, correct? Yep, Stephanie. Yeah. We met her. She was, you know, she thought it was awesome because he was just so happy. He was so excited. Um, he was like he a called kid. out on the. He was yes, like a he was kid like a on kid Christmas in the candy Day. store. Yeah, on kid on Christmas Day. Yeah, like he, he was, was almost just... squealing. He was so happy. Yeah, and I, it, I just thought was that it was because, so cool. But was it, it because Big D was there? Is that uh, yeah, I think so. But you want to know something? I was <laughs> as excited to meet him. It was so cool. Oh, it's because oh, he's it's Big silver. D, and and you're 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 Jeffrey. Bant? Is that is that your name? Jeffrey? Yeah, Jeffrey Bant. <laughs> no, it was just cool. But like that kind of stuff, I had uh people come up and even even people that didn't like want to buy a festival, they'd like to stop by the booth and just be like, hey, I just wanted to come by and um let you know I I love your videos. It's really nice to meet you. And then they would move on, right? And I had really long conversations with a lot of great people, and it was just great, man. Like it was it was such a cool experience, a long time being on the floor. But what I want to talk about more, I'll let Sedge talk more about it. Hotville. I've been doing a lot of training with our good friend, Brian Sedgley. And let me tell you, not only is my festival uh, want and need list growing on a daily basis, which I didn't think. Who's the one that's really been selling tools, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> which I didn't think would happen. 
I've learned multiple things about every single thing we've talked about. We've done both dominoes. We did the OF 1010, the OF 1400, the OF 2200 today, which I want to talk about. We did the drills. We did, what else did we do? What about the MFK? No, that's a separate day. Not yet. We're going to put that Um, We're going to do, we're going to, we're doing a deep dive on the LR32 tomorrow. Um, We'll be doing the contour, a jigsaw. The jigsaw today, man. He like opened up my eyes. I was just like, holy cow. Now I totally get it. it. It was just, it's really exciting because I have a million ideas for content that's going to come of all of this. Um, I actually talked to Sedge about that today. I think it's going to be really interesting, but it, it's amazing. Like, oh, the Capex. We did the Capex. Totally forgot about that. Um, I've learned multiple things about everything. And it's not, it's not that like, the majority of the tools said showed me this is how you use the tool no it was like did you know this did you know this did you know this did you know this and it's all like the subtle little things that no one ever talks about ever well, can can you give can you give like one relevatory and pick any of the tools if you can talk about it that just to kind of give people an idea of of like the level of de- detail that i'm sure that you guys went into so, um, little things with like the domino with certain, uh, certain points are a specific reference that doesn't get, uh, talked about very much. Um, little keys, like when you're using the, um, what are the, what are they called? Sedge, the wings that go off of them, the indexing. Yeah. The cross indexing pins cross. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The accessory that use- nobody uses. Yeah, those right. Are awesome. When you're using those, the direction that they go on simply because of the, you know, the handle, right? Like little tiny problems that people have that you're like, it's such an easy fix. Um, the routers, uh, how the router system actually locks to the posts versus you know, every I, other router. I, I bet you I know the one thing that really just blew your mind, Jason. What? The plug it cord, it's a quarter turn. That's what it was. Yeah, plug, I, I never knew that. Um, (laughs) the design and the way that like the of 2200 is actually created um i never used the 2200 until today how to manipulate the carvex to get these super super tight the turns and radiuses and the differences between the and the, this is the thing that nobody shows, but he kind of freaked out on when we were going through the jigsaw blades, the difference between the Cavex blades. And then he said, Which one do you pick for plywood? Because I always use the Cavex blade for everything. But then all of a sudden, I showed him the Japanese set, talked about the FSG set on the uh, Cavex blades, and then I showed him. And, I, and then all of a sudden, what's the difference? Oh my God. It's a night and day difference. The cut quality, the, I mean, I was making the, uh, it was just, it's nuts. Like the, the tools, I have such a like much higher respect for the tools. Oh, let me tell you. And the shtick. Yeah. And, and set all of Sedge's one liner jokes. Every time he, he goes over something, it's hilarious. His delivery is perfect. Um, no, I the mean, OF 2200. How big of a round over was that round over bit? An inch? Inch and a quarter. Inch and a quarter roundover bit on the OF2200. We were making full cut or full passes on maple on 
uh, it was, I it was probably what inch, inch and a quarter thick, inch and yeah. a half thick. Cause the radius was pretty much the whole thing. It was probably inch and a half thick. And with that dust shroud on it, the dust collection was like scary good. Mm-hmm. I was so blown away. It was, it's just, it's eye opening, right? Because it gets me that much more excited about the tools. And of course now I'm going to buy a 2200. <laughs> um, seeing the differences on the OF 1010. I mean, the list just goes on like it. This has been the most beneficial thing since I've been there so far, for sure. That's um, awesome. And and I and I get jazzed as well because I see the light bulb going off, mm-hmm. and it's it's in it, for me. It's it's just like I, I'm hanging out with a friend, but he's anxious. And when I say anxious, it, he's a different kind of Jason. You're a different kind of student. I showed how to set the cabide guides. Okay, on the CAVEX, two different ways. And I think you've set them this morning about six, seven, eight times yourself. It's like, okay, you let me do it. I walk away and he's resetting it. He goes, let me do another splinter guide. And it's cool because he goes, okay, let me do it. And the on the 2200, I was really impressed because I went oh, yeah. through it, setting it up, setting up the, you know, the uh, micro adjust on it and how to lock it in. So your first cuts, the your last cuts, the actual cut and how to dial in that full radius perfectly. So it's flawless at the end. And it's just a little green tab that nobody gets. And I've described it. I've done videos on it, but he got it. And I think you set that up three or four times. Yeah, I, so that's a big cool. thing for me. Like I, I. I can watch you all day long, but the way I'm going to remember it is by doing it. Um, yep. I'm just, I'm a repetition style person, but it's just been so exciting. And I've got so many comments because I've been talking about this in my stories. I've had so many comments of people and they're like, what, what can he teach you about the tools? I am not ashamed to admit it. Like every single time I ever watch any video that Sedge does on any tool, I learn something. Why? Because mm-hmm. I don't know everything about the tools and, yeah. I, and I don't claim to know everything about the tools. Um, that's me. I, that's that goes for me too. I when I watch people work with Festool tools, I'm learning something every time. You yeah. know, possibly, hey, oh, I didn't. I, maybe I skipped that too much, or, but also, when I'm in Germany, I pick up all kinds of tips from other trainers over there. Yeah, you know, you always me learn learning, something from another man. Me learning more about the tools that I use on a daily, well, not on a daily basis. Let's be honest, but that I use a lot in my shop. Um, is only going to make me better because I'm going to understand how to use the tools and what I can use each tool for, but it's also going to make me more marketable to my audience because more valuable. I can make videos and not leave things out. Right. Yeah. 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 Man. And I just, I keep seeing all these things that I didn't even know were there. Like I go through Sedge's drawers and I'm like, Hey, now I have these. Whoa. I go through his, drawers everybody hey sortainers we're getting a little personal here yeah but you know what's really cool he's learning where to put everything away too yeah it's just so much fun like i'm learning so much uh lr32 right i would i i feel like i have a really good grasp on the lr32 system but we're going through it tomorrow in depth we're gonna go in there in the morning we're gonna go over the lr32 um the MFK, I can't wait to go over that because, you know, the only thing I use the MFK for at this point is to trim edge banding. And I don't want mm-hmm. it to that, that to be the only thing. Yeah. Um, the, I the want to learn thing, everything that it can do. 
The other thing is that I get everything there. So he's got a PDC. And he says, what's the differences between the PDC and TPC? Oh, yeah. And I was showing stuff that he didn't know about his PDC, you know, where on the clutch, either end is the drill mode. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. They get really confused with that. But the other thing is, is I have all the extra chucks that people yeah. don't even know we have. We went through the two different depth setting chucks, the drywall one yeah. and the, the break off awesome. one and the differences between the two and all kinds of stuff. And he's just like, oh, oh, I got to get that. And I'm like, that's oh, relax. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the tools. Oh, it, that, that's what's funny, though. The drills. Right. Like I told him today, I was like, let's go over the dust extractors. I made a video on the dust extractors. I want to go over the dust extractors because I know that there's things that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, seriously, you, you know, you want to go over that? I'm like, yeah, I want to get drills. drills. I get jazzed about teaching people about the dust extractors because I can get really in depth on them. And we will. I'll show you. I'll show you all kinds of accessories. You probably have no clue we have for them. You know, it's so. been awesome, Ben. It's been awesome. <laughs> That PDC drill, I'm telling you, that is the end-all, be-all drill. That is TPC. TPC. Oh, I have the PDC. The TPC, yeah, is the new one. It is literally the end-all, be-all. You don't need another drill. It's amazing. No. And the other thing is, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> he didn't know the difference. Well, you did, but you felt it. The difference between a hammer drill, the TPC, versus the BHC, the rotary hammer we have. Yeah. That was and cool. Now he we knows into a bunch we were of actually drilling into awesome. concrete. Yeah. You guys awesome. started drilling holes in the in the parking lot? Yep. No, right in the foundation of the building. <laughs> no. We did it in the CEO's car. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is he met Christian, uh, who sits on the board of Festool last week. He, we had a board meeting from Germany, and he got to meet some big wigs in the house, too. And I'm, we're going to Germany in May, end of May, early June. And uh, hopefully, hopefully while I'm there, we'll get to go visit the actual festival headquarters. And cool. manufacturing. Yeah. Which would be cool. It's That's been awesome. fun. Sorry. I just, I'm like a giddy little schoolgirl, like learning all this stuff about the tools. And what's really cool though, what's really cool is we did the dominoes, the cape, the capex and the routers the 1400 and the uh, OF 1010 before we went to Hartville. And I actually used conversations that I had with Sedge to sell some of those tools. That's awesome. So it was pretty cool. And they're like, man, you know so much. I'm like, do you know who I am, dude? I'm just <laughs> Sometimes Master Poe become grasshopper. Yeah. Anyway, Sedge, go ahead. What have you been up to other than I just told everybody in the world exactly what you've been up to because we work together every day. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. How I, what I've been up to is we did a festival live from Hotville Highway on Friday. And I say this, and I think Jason got a feel for it. You know how we call out everybody at the end? Dirk from Dayton. He was in the audience. With Stefan, it was just so he was just he's just such a nice guy, and he's one of our patrons. He's on beers with the boys. He just he loves to hang out with us, and he is getting so into woodworking, and so just he bought everything from Shape of Origin. Oh, I don't blame him. So for me, for me, him hanging out with us, but also 
Jason got to um, see the festival family where the best part of, I don't, when I'm on the road, I'm not big on big group dinners, but we had one amazing, we get done at seven o'clock at night at Hatfield on a Friday. It, we get there at seven 30 in the morning. We were exhausted. And, and then you got to go out to dinner and wait in line. So what we did is we decided to get a bunch of pizza pies, get them delivered to the lobby. I had checked if it was okay. We all had some beers and who was there? <laughs> uh, let's see. Travis, Chris, big D Jason, John Armenia from Shapa. Cause he's one of who my awesome, really, by the way, really close friends. He used to work with us at festival, but he works with Shapa now. Craig and Tyler, I'll call you out. You were there. But also, Jevin was there, Jevin Cheney. We had Patrick and Michelle, and we just all hung out, had pizza, drank some beers. It kind of had to be an early night. I wish it could go on for a long time because we had great conversations. Jay Mowder came by and hung out with us uh, from Woodpecker. So on Saturday, Jeff Ferris from Woodpecker came by the booth and his wife, Nancy. It was really nice to see him. And just meeting people who have watched Festool Live, but also our other channels like Sedge Tool and Ben's mm-hmm. Woodworking. Ben, you know how many people came up to us and said, we love the green suiters. They That's love awesome. hanging out with us. That's awesome. And uh, I mean, what Craig and Tyler were there West again. Virginia? Gwen from West Virginia. She, you know, she, comes, she has this wicked accent. She comes up to me. She goes, if I had to listen to that voice <laughs> all the time. I want my picture taken with you. She was adorable. And what was her husband's name? He was a really cool dude. I don't remember, unfortunately. She said, I um, just love bald men. Oh, God. Yeah. We just had. <laughs> and he was he was a bald guy. She told me that he was a, a, a veteran yeah. um, as well in Iraq. He came up and we just started talking. And what wonderful people. Okay, so I get done with Festo Alive. And I had called this guy out. I, he introduced himself. He goes, hey, afterwards, can I get a picture with you, Big D and Chris? I went, absolutely. Jason, you were up there with us. It was Joe from Akron. Yes. And I sent him that picture, by the way. Did you send – can you send it? Did you send it to me? No, I can. Okay, yep. please. This guy came up to me, and he said – and Big D and Chris. And he said, guys, um, I lost one of my closest friends right at the beginning of the pandemic. And he goes, I wouldn't leave my office. I just, I couldn't. I I was so devastated. Mm-hmm. But the best thing is Festool Live. I waited all week to watch Festool Live. Yeah. You guys got me through it. Yeah. And God damn, it blew me away. And his girlfriend was there and she goes, he's not blowing smoke. He goes, you guys made his day. And I was, oh, it was so nice. Then this huge guy came up to me afterwards, bald. He was a rock, just this big guy. He goes, hey, I'm the real big D, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he says, I watch this tool. You got all these rogue elite fitness. He goes, are you a power lifter? I go, I am. And he goes, me too. And he, we just all started talking and what a nice guy. Ex-Marine guy. Just the nicest guy. And guess what? He he loves Sedge Tool and Bents and um, awesome, your channel, Ben Marshall. And I'm just like, this is really cool. And when I was there, I was like, I wish Ben had been here with us. It was so freaking cool. So it's always, 
it's there's a bunch fun, man, when you meet people like that oh my god there were so many happy people there and yeah we had a lot of sales it uh it started to snow early on friday so that held some people up not as busy as some past years but if anybody has not been to hatfield hadway and lumber you gotta go man it place is, is amazing the place is huge probably one of the biggest festival displays around and the crew from Hatville, Christian, you're awesome. If you're listening, uh, you just just a bunch of great people working there. Everybody, it was a happy time. So when when people when Jason when you were making sales, essentially people were able to walk out with a tool in hand, right? Oh yeah. Oh, they had everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. The first day they didn't have any ETS EC 155s and they didn't have any TSC 55s, but at the end in. of the first day they got a shipment in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had a ridiculous amount of both. And they were like, yep. hey, we're good for tomorrow. And yep. they, I mean, yeah. they had everything, every do, both dominoes, track saws, sander. I mean, it, it was all there. It was, a, it was a five and a half hour trip. Boy, we were beat. But the best thing is Jason and Chris were in my car and we had some great conversations, had a hell of a time. So we were just talking about, you know, YouTube and driving stuff and it was cool. God. And boy, did we sell a lot of plungers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we have so many inside um, jokes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. My God. I think Jason wants to go camping now. Yeah. So how are you guys talking about? Oh, my God. Nothing. It was jokes from the first night and it just kind of stuck over the next day. Oh, my God. Just it was freaking crazy. They're not appropriate for the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. Now, oh. now I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. You so don't it was cool. Know. It was cool. That's what I've been up to. And then doing some festival. Yeah. <laughs> bits and Bits is a proud sponsor of the Green Suiters podcast and a distributor of the nation's best router bits for your shop. They feature shank sizes from an eighth to a half inch and have a wide range of diameters of upcuts, downcuts, compression bits, and more. They sell bits for your wood, aluminum, metal, plastic, acrylic, and foam projects, just to name a few. Their bits are suitable for hand routers, router tables, and even CNCs. Each and every bit is slathered in Astro Coating, which is a super secret sauce that prolongs the life of your bits, keeps them running cooler, and keeps the cutting edge razor sharp. If you want to save some cash, use our promo code HANS15 to save 15% at checkout. Head over to bitsandbits.com to find out more. I've been getting lots of good uh, video clips. We've got yeah. quite a few today, so it'll be God fun. Damn, that was fun. That's hey, it's kind of like a uh and I like this week of and probably you guys know that this is pre-recorded or whatever, but this is Thanksgiving week and it's kind of slow in the office. A lot of people take some extra time to go visit family and everything. And uh uh <laughs> It's really cool because it's slow around the office. So sometimes I'm just twiddling my thumbs, you know, getting things ready for December, January and stuff like that, which I am. But I get the opportunity to spend some time and train Jason. So it's really cool. And uh, also I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. We're having family over. We get the bents and the bushes coming over. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's awesome, man. It's one of my favorite weeks. I, I, the, my whole life, and everybody in my household, their favorite is uh, Christmas. My favorite's Thanksgiving. I've always liked Thanksgiving better than Christmas and New Year's. So, right on, man. Yeah. So, Ben, what have you been up to? Sick kids, man. Really? Man, I'm worn out. 
single parenting stuff for the birds. Now, my uh, last week, my youngest got lice again. So had to deal with that for like the fourth time this year. And then, um, and then this morning at like six, she woke up, um, saying that she felt hot and that her throat hurt. So I just keep her home and she's, she's not a good sick kid at all. Um, so I've been dealing with that all day. So I'm, I'm like burnout right now, but, um, over the weekend, I had a really awesome time with with Jen. We went and did our uh, food testing for the wedding. Ooh! And I will say that the food's pretty spectacular. You guys are going to be eating. It better good. be if I'm coming, man. You guys, you guys are going to be eating really good. That's all I'm going to say. I am the hog, baby. <laughs> um, and then we did a lot of just wedding stuff over the weekend. But last week, I made something that. <sighs> There are only three of these that exist in the world, and I now wooden dildo. No, there are plenty of those. Oh. You have one, Jason. Ooh. Oh, that's right. I have three. So it's it's no uh, surprise to anyone that listens to the podcast that I, I love my electric Harley Davidson. Do you? I do. I do. Huh. And um, so back in twenty twenty, there was a show that came out called Long Way Up. So it's Ewan McGregor, actor, Charlie Borman, also an actor. And they rode from the bottom of South America, 13,000 miles north to Los Angeles. And they rode it on what was then the prototype electric motorcycle, the same one that I have now. Well, when they rode these motorcycles up, like they were, it was all off, or not all off terrain, but majority was off terrain. And so Harley Davidson, the engineers, they they got told like six weeks before the trip was supposed to go that they needed to take this prototype. It was close to production live wire. And the VP of marketing or of engineering was like, Hey, I need you guys to make this an off-road bike. And the engineers are like, what? And Hmm. so they took a whole bunch of spare parts from what became the Harley Davidson Pan America, which is like an adventure bike. It's all meant for off-road. It's got these big, huge wheels on it. So they literally took, parts off a shelf and they figured out how to throw it on the live wire. And so they took the whole front end, the suspension, the tire, the brakes, the rotors, all that stuff. And they, they figured out a way to get it on the, on the live wire. Well, those are all prototype parts. And I've been researching how to do this for like the last year. Hmm. And so I have nothing to go off of. There's no plans. There's no instructions anywhere. All I have are pictures and component diagrams off the Harley Davidson website. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And so I, I ordered the the minimal parts that I need first to try to figure out how to take the, the steering head and all this other stuff off the front of the live wire. And so I'm looking at the parts diagram. I'm like, man, some of these components are the same. Like they use the same bearings. They use the same seals. Mm. Like, man, this looks like it's really close. And so I get the steering head in the mail. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm almost 95% sure that this thing's going to fit. And so I got up, I take the, the, the fork assembly off my live wire and I trying to put the Pan American one on. And it's like, like this clothes doesn't fit. Oh. And I'm like, crap, man. So I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And so I, uh, I pull out the old Festool AGC, my, my new favorite tool that I have in the shop. And, modified it 
to fit the Livewire. So I now have a Harley Davidson Livewire that has a Harley Davidson Pan America front end on it. Oh, now wow. there's only there's only two other ones that are like this in the entire world, and both of them are in a museum. So I have the only operational functioning live wire that is meant to be off road. There's no other ones like it that are that out is there. Cool. Some people may be able to put like mud tires and stuff on it, but mine is it's um, at least a front end for now. It's it's raised, and then I'm supposed to get suspension worked on the back next month. But I will have literally the only off road live wire that anyone has is this the second live wire that you did it yeah yeah it's the one that i just picked up a well actually i bought it during the summer but i just picked it up from the dealer a few weeks ago that's cool which actually reminds me so i've been watching your videos Mm -hmm. and i just watched that video about a week ago now Mm -hmm. and i was like wait what ben got a second motorcycle yeah yeah i watched it too yeah what yeah. So you have two live wires. I have two live wires. One's my my first one, it's gonna stay as it is. I'm not changing it or modifying it all. And um that way I can just keep it for being on the road. And then the second one, it's for all all my off-road stuff. Man, it's patrons. <laughs> hey, I got a Russian. question. Did mm-hmm. you uh, get everything cleaned up? The one you buried in the water? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's when is that's that video one... coming out, by the way? I'm I'm in the middle of working on it right now. I don't think it's going to come out this week though, just because oh. of holidays and stuff like that. It's this, I can't this wait to that... see it because the way you ended the last video was brilliant. Yes. Yeah, I've like yeah. I'm like oh my god, I can't wait. I cannot wait. As soon as that happened, when I looked at the analytics, um, on the performance of that video, that is, uh, and I'll try to pull it up for you guys, but that is the most rewatched part of any video that I have. Um, but yeah, I, I really love the the ending of it. And um, I'm I'm trying to start the new one exactly where that one left off, but it's it's certainly hard creatively. What's the average view duration on that video? Um, sixty-one percent. What? Look, see that spike at the end there? Yeah. People just go back and rewatch it. Dude, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, sixty-one percent. How many views of, does that video have? Um, seven fifty-two. But um, most most of my videos are above fifty percent retention, if if not all of them. I'll tell you what, man. When that, I think you're doing the right thing because when that electric motorcycle thing really starts to become a big, big craze, yeah, I'll have a lot of will, content. I'll have a lot of content there. You will be like one of the one of the first early adopters of like starting a YouTube channel and documenting all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I'm cool. doing what I'm doing. I, I told Jen, this was months ago, I said, there's a big wave that's coming and I want to be yep. on the surfboard ready to catch it. Yep. So that's that's what I'm doing. Is I, I'm trying to build up content. That's the whole goal right now. Yeah. But like I said, it, it's the, this edit's really challenging. It's a little bit different. Well, I mean, I guess all my videos are different, but um, creatively, it's it's hard. So, But I think it'll still be good. Yeah, man. There's nice. like these dancing dancing monkeys in it, and like it's okay. I have naked pictures of Jason in it. And oh, it's, that's even better. It's like oh, this what, really isn't that one in the it's, same. It's like this really creative mix thing that I've got going dancing on. monkeys and me naked. Yeah, it's probably about probably about yeah. the same. The same. But that's what I've been up to. 
please let me know in a minute that video is live or send me an unlisted link because I want to watch you it. Could, or you could just hit the notification bell and subscribe. How about that? It doesn't matter, dude. You know what I've noticed? Yeah, it sends uh, it out in waves. It does, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll get notifications for people new release a new video three days after they release yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that and you're not worth a notification bell. Anyways, <laughs> so we've been chatting now for like 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you just want to tackle one or do you want to yeah, try to tackle yeah, both? Yeah, I, I think we just tackle one. Okay. Okay. Which one do you want to do? Do you want to do the shaper discussion? I. I think we need to go with the other one because we've already kind of talked about the shaper twice. It feels like recently, mm, and I, nice. I kind of want to carry on the conversation that we had last Fine. time. Fine, we can talk. We can talk shaper on the next one. Whatever. Okay. Because I think your your situation needs to develop a little bit more, Jason. Before we start, I know I need to make I need to making make wild accusations out there. I need to make a decision. Hold so, on, Jason, me, what what me. are we what are we going to talk about? Sorry, what Marty. We about? We're not talking about the shape uh, the the shaper tonight. Was that from Marty um, from Sensei? Yeah. Yep, Marty Gable. Okay. This question came in from, or this idea. Um, so to give everybody some insight, I asked on my stories today, just because we hadn't got a patron uh, topic, uh, and today is a patron episode. Um, I was just like, hey, give us some ideas for for topics tonight. And a whole bunch of people wrote in. And one stood out because it's in line with what we talked about last week. So we kind of wanted to expand on that. And all he wrote, this is from McDermott Woodworking on Instagram. He said, lazy woodworking, i.e. using a tool uh, to the point that you lose the skill. Example, routered dovetails. And this is really, really closely related to what we discussed last week versus, uh, or automation versus doing things by hand. Um, And you know, using a CNC, whether or not it's real woodworking, right? So I thought that this was interesting because this is kind of the other side. Do you want me to go first and give my thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not one of those people who has jumped on that bandwagon of um, you shouldn't buy a domino until you learn how to cut a mortise and tenon by hand. Uh, you shouldn't do router dovetails until you do them by hand. I don't think you have to do things by hand to be a good woodworker. I do think that if you want to increase your skills, you should try some of these things by hand, because if you do that, you have a better understanding of what it takes to accomplish that. You have a better understanding of what uh, that joint is, but I do not, I would never criticize somebody for using dominoes versus a hand cut mortise and tenon. It is a tool. Um, it is a machine. So I, it is a machine designed to help you do something faster. A router table and a dovetail router bit is for you to do things repeatedly with absolute perfect precision over and over and over again and save you time. Um, if you have those skills doing them by hand, and then you do a machine and realize, oh my gosh, look how much faster that is and never go back to doing those by hand. So be it, right? I've never cut a hand cut dovetail for real. I mean, I've, I've messed around in Sedge's shop and, and Jay's, uh, Jay's shop and um, 
messing around cutting, you know, mortise and tenons on like practice pieces in my own shop. But do I, you know, feel any more in, you know, insignificant because I haven't incorporated into furniture pieces? No, I don't. I will always use a power tool if I can use a power tool, period. It's faster, it's more accurate, it's more precise, and it saves me time. And I, I want to enjoy my time in the shop. And for me, you know, hand-cut dovetails is not my idea of, of a lot of fun. I'm saying that now, to be fair. And it's funny because Sedge, we met, or Sedge knows him, but I met uh, Ernie Conover, right? And he was doing a hand-cut dovetail class. And I thought it was fascinating watching him because, you know, he's so good at it. and He makes it look so effortless. And I actually want to go take a week-long class of just doing, you know, hand-tool joinery for stuff but that doesn't mean that like if i learn how to do a hand cut dovetails that i'm going to be racing to get my saws and do hand cut dovetails like if i can if i have to do it on multiple drawers you better believe i'm going to use a router bit and a router table and just do it real quick um so i mean if you lose those skills great if you never learn those skills who cares if you're still making quality pieces of furniture maybe you don't like doing that stuff so that's my opinion on the matter sedge what about you um, the way I took that question is, um, say you have hand cut mortise and tenon, and then you go to find a machine that does it. Do you lose that skill? Do you get lazy with that skill? I'll tell you what, I've been using a domino now for a while, and I had to teach a class, uh, to people about the difference between a domino and a hand cut mortise and tenon. It was for our sales manager. So I went and got all my tools and I started, and I hadn't used a handsaw for a while. I'm just getting my uh, chops back using handsaws. And I'm going to tell you something. It's, it is a skill, but it's a repetitive skill. And you got to use that skill to, to keep it. It's a perishable skill. It is. Um, Man, I've always struggled with a handsaw to cut at a 90. And you just got to just cut, 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 cut to get it back. Uh, it's coming back. But, uh, yeah, you do lose it. I think you're right, Ben. That's a great way to say it. It's a perishable skill. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like when, you know, Jason, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going over the LR32. I use it. Geez, some criminy almost every week of my life. But that's something where I used to teach people in the festival organization on how to use it. And I'd walk away and I knew they were going to forget it because that's not their job. I'm a trainer. There may be a sales manager. And then they're out demoing and they're trying to remember. If you don't use something repetitively for a while, you do lose it. Yeah. That's why that's why I like videos that I've created for people because in our organization because they can go back and review it. Yeah. You know, the whole Fest Tool Live series is uh the training program. So people mm -hmm. can go and say, okay, there's the LR32 system. Like I'm showing Jason tomorrow. Right. And I'll say, hey, if you forget it, most of the stuff I'm going to show you will come up on Fest Tool Live. But you're as an overview, go back and look at it. But if you don't use it all the time, you're gonna lose it. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a, that was a really good question, I think. Uh, and you can relate it to a lot of things. Like if I don't use something for a while, I just sit there for a few minutes before I actually turn it on or, 
you know, uh, get it going. But if you CNC have, machine for me, there we go. But if you just have, when I get good with Vectric, I can't do it again. If you have something that you've done repetitively for a long period of time, and then you let it set, I think your skill comes back quicker because you used it a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay, like like a hand plane. I I grew up using those my whole life, and I'm I use them a lot now, but there were periods of time where I didn't use them for a while, but I, it took me, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would start to, you know, uh, fiddle with them and get them going again. And I was just like, okay, here it comes, but Oh yeah, I forgot to do this. So it's one of those things. Sharpening's the same way. Um, you know, I, like, what did I do? I just sharpened a bunch of knives and then um i had left my water in there but in the trough with my t8 tomac and somebody i was at work my buddy larry says hey can you sharpen this i go yeah i went to lunch came back and i showed gave it back to me because you've already sharpened that i go yeah i had my stuff set up Mm -hmm. and i had done some sharpening over the weekend on the t8 and that that's a really cool uh repetitive machine that you can go back to often enough so i hope that answered that question or um, yeah, I think so that was my take on it I think yep Ben what's up how do you would you look at it well you know it, it goes back to the the podcast where we started discussions before I think this is the dumbest like thing to bring up because who who gives a damn what you do you know um do you go out in the woods and uh, arm yourself with a knife and kill the hog? Or do you go to the grocery store and buy ham? You know, like if Every you're going to time, if you're going to hunt deer, uh, I love that. Are you really going to use a gun or are you going to use a bow and arrow? You know, it's, or are you going to go out and tackle, tackle the doe? You know, it's, it's just, it is just the dumbest thing ever. And said you hit it the nail on the head last time we talked about this. It is 100% ego. Jason, you said it with the camelbacks and canteens. All the star majors are losing their heads. You know, there's nothing wrong with two, two one-quart canteens, and now you get these camelbacks. But, like, who, who cares? The only caveat or the only um, rebuttal that I would have for that is if you are teaching a fundamental skill that is required to – leverage that knowledge to use other skill sets, then yes, you need to learn it. Safety is is the biggest fundamental skill that everyone should know. And everyone should know how to use, whether you're using hand tools or power tools. Safety is the biggest fundamental. But I, I, I think it is important to learn how to cut a dovetail, to know how it's done. I think that's important. Do you need to be an expert at it? No, I've cut one dovetail. And guess what? That's all the dovetails I ever need to cut for the rest of my entire life. I I just I have no interest in doing it. I I would love to have the mechanical strength of a dovetail. I'm going to use a router to do it. You know, um, are there people out there? Just how Jason was re- uh, referencing earlier that can tuck can cut exceptionally beautiful dovetails. Absolutely, and I think that is that is fantastic. I think it's great to keep the discipline alive. I think it's great to pass it on to others but to pass it on to others that have the interest in that. But to sit there and say that someone is a lazy woodworker because they're not doing what you're doing is bigotry. And again... Well, hold on. Hold on. To be clear, I don't know if he was necessarily saying like 
I think he was using that as an example. Yeah. Like lazy woodworking, that whole idea of you're not a real woodworker if, or you're being lazy because you're not doing that. I think the conversation is more like us sharing our thoughts on, you know, if you're doing something mechanical and, you know, what we feel about losing those skills. So I, I just, if he's listening no. to this, I don't want him to think that we're like bashing him. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I, I, I do get heated with the conversation because just how you guys have seen it in social media, I've seen it in social media where people like bash someone else in the comments because they're not using a hand tool. Mm. But, um, or putting curved it, work in their work. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I think Patrick. it. I, I really think that it depends on the individual if they're doing this professionally, if they're doing this on a, and like an enjoyment level, um, you know, maybe there are some skill sets, like I said, you were talking about using a handsaw, um, where it's something that you, it is perishable, you lose it and you kind of come back to it. Um, you know, maybe it's important to kind of, to have a list of basics that you always want to kind of refresh yourself on. Like in the military, we had refresher training all the time, you know, once a year you did your medical training and all this other stuff. And, um, I don't know, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that you have to keep both feet in in what's what's to come and what's happening now and, and you know, what has come before. Um, you get the contact? You get Sedge? Jesus, what just popped? Something just popped over here. <laughs> Jesus, scared the living snot out of me. What the hell was that? Um... I'm serious, I, I, man. I get chills. Something just popped around here. <laughs> Freaking weird. I, I, I guess. I guess my real question is: is why is it important to maintain certain skills? And it's, it's a rhetorical question. You know, if you feel like knowing how to hand cut dovetails is important, will will it? Okay, just because you do something else that replaces that skill or, or replaces that function doesn't mean you're going to lose the skill to a degree. Right. Jason and I were real drill sergeants. Um, when we instructed recruits how to fire, you did it off of iron sights. Whereas the rest of the army, when they go to qualify, unless things have changed drastically, you qualify with whatever your site is. If it's a reflexive site, if it's iron sights, if it's a magnified site, you're still using the same fundamentals that you're shooting with. It's just how you're aiming is going to be a little bit different. Um, I don't know if that answers the question. I got to go handle something yeah. real quick. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like if why do dovetail router bits exist? They exist so you can cut dovetails with a router bit. Um, why do hand saws and chisels and everything else? They exist so you can hand cut. So mm -hmm. there, you can use either, either or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's what you enjoy doing. And if you don't enjoy doing stuff by hand and you just want to do it with a machine, then, yeah, you know, use a machine. If you don't want to use a machine and you want to, or you want, don't want to cut by hand, you want to use a machine or other way around, you know what I'm saying? Like vice yeah. versa, then do that. Um, at the end of the day, like what I'll say is I've heard this a lot before you buy a domino, you should learn how to cut a hand cut mortise tenant before you cut dovetails with a router. You should do it by hand. I don't feel that way. If you're a beginning woodworker, I would tell you to buy a domino before I would tell you to, before you buy any other joinery machines, go learn how to hand cut, do a hand cut dovetail. You know why? Because that domino is going to be way more effective for them in the short period of time. As they develop their skills, then, then go and cut 
the handcuff mortars intended if you want to increase your abilities. I'm not I'm not against people increasing their knowledge base and their abilities. I'm just against the argument of you shouldn't buy these tools that do the things for you until you learn how to do them yourself. That is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, I don't agree um, with that. Again, unless because, it is a unless it is fundamentally necessary to learn whatever that other thing is. Like right. you know. Yeah. I, I don't get the argument at all. So word. Okay. I mean, really what you should be doing is just buying everything from Ikea anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. absolutely. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, buy some ham. What you, uh, what you should do is like, and subscribe to Ben's Woodworking <laughs> and said <Sedgetool. laughs> and adventures on zero. If you're into electrical motorcycles. All right. We gonna do- ben, do you want to, do you want to do some, uh, or excuse me, Hans, Yes, Hans. I, I thought you guys, you know, I read the reviews and all these people, they're saying, yeah, but the fake Hans guy, he's got to go. Well, no way. I, see, I was here first. Let's not, let's not dissuade anything. People. Yes. I want some first. This podcast was built upon the flag that Hans planted. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, all of those people that leave bad reviews can go get bent themselves. <laughs> yeah. I've been answering a lot of comments, so I have some fired up and ready to go here this is on my most recent video eight tools i regret not buying sooner because it's holiday season and that means tool videos Hey, this is Ben, inviting you to join our growing podcast community over on Patreon. As a member of our community, you'll get early and ad-free access to each episode, as well as invites to our monthly group call with the community. Also, you'll be able to participate in the direction of the show by submitting your questions for upcoming episodes. Use the links in the show notes below, and we'll see you on Patreon. Here is eight tools I'm going to try to sell to you. One big advert. Must be great, though, having shitloads of expensive tools for free he as a festool showroom behind him he as he as a yeah <laughs> then he also That's put free and then the greater than symbol I, I don't know this person clearly is troubled they're on another level uh, this, That's what they are. this one was on the uh, famag forstner bits this person says with that intro this bits are unreliable and expensive <laughs> Uh, another one on my eight tools. This, this bits. I'll tell yeah. you, man. Like every time you come out with one of these videos, Jason, it's like a comet gold mine. It is. Yeah. Well, there'll there'll be a few more before the end of the year. That's for sure. Um, this one is from my eight tools. I regret not buying sooner. OMG, you're a carrot top. Is that beard <laughs> your natural color? <laughs> my God. Hey, do the do the drapes match the carpet? Yeah. Uh, this one says great color. Meh. It would be cooler if it was red. This one says <laughs> Ah. Nothing of interest here unfortunately. Stumpy Nubs does a pretty good cool tool series. This, this one, Jason. You need it. Where's your vest and funny hat? All right, I got three more. I had this whole row saved for these for these comments. Um, this one says, "This makes no sense." At a car wash, I see the workers using compressed air to blow water away from nooks and crannies that are hard to reach. Think about that. What? 
Why would I think about that? <laughs> Man, check it. He's wants you to blow his nooks and crannies. Yeah. This one says most may, of these may, items are most of these items are expensive. There are cheaper alternatives. There's only one thing in that entire video, with the exception of the, there's two of the eight things that cost over a hundred dollars. It's the Sedgley and a hose reel or air compressor. Everything else is like fifty bucks or less. <laughs> there's expensive, cheaper alternatives. How much is one, how much is the brush? He's a he must be a Harbor Freight like, guy. The brush was like eight dollars. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, really? Okay. Eight dollars? Mm-hmm. This is the last one I'll read. This makes no sense. I read this. I started laughing. All right, here we go. You <laughs> can't read it. I'm sorry. Why do people skip a nonsense story useless? The learning process is nothing but nothing. Ask me what I got here. Wasting my time. What? 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 Jason, Jason, have you recorded the mayonnaise jar video yet? No. <laughs> you need to do it. These are like prime prime responses. I, I still think we should do the, <laughs> I want you to do a Hans video, and it's just like you sitting at a desk, and then you like look at the camera. Oh, hello. <laughs> I understand that you have a complaint for the Ben's woodworking. <laughs> oh, yes. Just, you do some dumb shit, and I swear I will I will post that video every time. Well, well, I can I can upload it and make it unlisted on the channel, and then you can just post it at your leisure. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Oh my God. God, it'd be so funny. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see if I have the energy tomorrow to do it. It'd be it'd be incredibly low low key, low quality, one shot. Doesn't matter. But I'll see what Does I can do. Doesn't matter. And you have to have the hat. To... Oh, yeah. I have the I have the leader hosen too. I haven't even busted nice. those out yet. Maybe have some like polka music or something playing in the background. That'd be so funny. <laughs> oh my god! Eating eating a big sausage like you're on your lunch break. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, hello, hi. Oh. I understand you have a problem with the Ben's woodworking. Oh my god! <laughs> I I've been thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'll just record like five just random like 30 second videos. Oh, dude, hardly any time at all. And it'll just be so funny. People will be like, what? <laughs> yes, that's what you want. That's not even him. Who is this guy? Who's Hans? <laughs> you know what? I know what is- I know what'll happen. Patrons and stuff will leave oh. stupid comments thinking I won't catch it and I'll post <laughs> the video just so they can see it. Yep. Your engagement, oh, okay. your engagement rate will go up. I, I think oh, that's great. good ideas. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go put my boy down. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hit the my sack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for giving us your time and attention to listen to episode 64 of the green suitors podcast don't forget to enter your chance to win a sedgley and bonus item a mouse pad from patrick it, okay i think we need to we need to petition this right now that patrick has to sign it yes that's what i'm saying yep has to sign it it has to be signed in a silver pen on the yes. other side and yep. it has to say mouse pads, mouse pads by, by patrick. patrick i and think then, there needs to be an official like press logo that he has that he yeah, has to yeah. do 
I like it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go to greensuiterspodcast.com, go to the giveaway tab, enter your information, and stand by for the giveaway. Thank you all so much, gentlemen. Thank I you. you all, I bid you all adieu. 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 adieu.